Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Before we start, I'd like to invite you to our Step Out Evangelism Training Seminar. This is happening at Word of Life Fellowship's campus on June 22nd through 24th. You'll be equipped to be a messenger of hope and learn practical, real-life ways to share the gospel and see people come to faith in Jesus Christ. I hope you can join us for it. Go to wordoflifeca slash events and join today. Hey everyone, Pastor David here with Liz Jones and Pastor Bob Wilk. Peace out there. And today we're talking about one of our favorite subjects, convents. Or no, covenants. There's a lot of similar words in here. (laughs) Did you? Yeah, those types of lifestyles appeal to me. Just go Uh and just introvert. Yeah. Just stay in it's the not a bad thing. stay in the abbey. <laughs> no, not a bad thing at all. I know. I'm you get to about live it right with now, them. actually. You can start a choir with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> That'd be an amazing life. Um, but anyways, no, covenant. Covenant. Right. That's what we're talking about. Um, so Pastor Bob, what's a covenant? It's definitely not a covenant. (laughs) (laughs) You said the same word by accident. Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's definitely not a convent because I know about convents. Mm. You guys, you know, are you... You're the washed. I was the unwashed. Mm, You know, I came into the world with sin. You guys were born saved. And so um, it's a a miracle. Only happened to two people on the face of the earth, and Mm -hmm. you're the two. Amazing. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, convents are a whole different trip. We should discuss that first. That's not a covenant. (laughs) I'm regretting this joke. So, um, what do you think a covenant is, Liz? Oh, okay. (laughs) This is how you go around. You just mess around a bit. You don't actually actually you don't have to answer the question. question. You just oh, I might answer it later. I'll give him a harder one later. I'll give him a harder question. He's giving you some time to think, Mm -hmm. Liz. Uh You need time to think. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. Okay. Covenant. Covenant is way beyond the contract. It's a joining together. It's actually a becoming one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, it's a very deep um, relational, uh, beyond just an agreement, it's a, really a coming together. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty serious, pretty serious thing. Yeah. You can't really leave a covenant. Yeah, unless you die. Yeah, until death do us part. <laughs> That's the key phrase. A lot of marriages don't have that in it anymore. Mm. I think I just performed a wedding and I also forgot to put it in. Did now that I'm thinking about it, but Call it's in there. Back. No, yeah. I mean, well, now they're free. <laughs> they don't have, have to keep their get covenant. Married now. standing in their graves and then they won't forget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's where they're. That's what they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's a. There's always a death involved in a covenant, right? It's always this bloody thing. Mm-hmm. In old school covenants, they would cut animals apart. I'm just thinking about some biblical examples. And right. uh, the first one that came to mind was in Genesis 15, where God made his covenant with Abraham. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, they would cut animals in half. It's God told Abraham to cut a ram, <clears throat> a female goat, a heifer, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon in half or set them up against each other. And then God himself walked through the middle of those pieces. Yeah. That's a I love that one because concept. he knew that Abraham could not actually <laughs> yeah. fulfill his side. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do both sides for you. I love <laughs> Yes, exactly. I just feel bad for the PETA people. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> having these, to deal with that yeah. kind of stuff. I know. There was a lot of death yeah. then. And I was listening to Danny Silk talk about this, and he said, can you imagine what it was like to walk through the middle of those dead animals with all the blood and the guts and the mess? Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's really what a covenant is, is you're like, I'm willing to – walk through death with someone and through such a mess and through such um, you just like a complete um, death to self. And it's not an easy road, but you're like, Hey, I'm going to walk through this because I value this relationship more than my own life. Um, and what, you know, there's not too many relationships like that. Um, Pastor Bob, can you think of any other biblical examples of a covenant? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, but <laughs> I want to open your Bible up a little uh, yeah, bit. I'll open my Bible. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I do want to speak to covenant okay. on a more general <laughs> basis. And then I'll go back to your Bible question. Okay, perfect. Um, I believe that most people have sort of an understanding about covenant, mm-hmm. but very few people have actually entered into covenant. They may have entered into it in the form of like what Liz was saying, an agreement, Mm -hmm. an understanding, um, you know, something where people are sort of rallying around some idea. That can be even marriage. Mm -hmm. That can be business, you know, dealings. That can be going to a church. 
you know, it can be all those things without ever really um, letting themselves go into covenant, let themselves uh, become the covenant mm -hmm. because I believe the covenant requires self mm -hmm. and it requires you not only to lose yourself, but um, bring yourself to a place where you will yield to the covenant no matter what, even mm. against your better judgment, even against what, how you feel, even against all those things. Mm -hmm. And then, and like I say, very few people I believe actually have ever experienced what we're taught, what we're going, where we're going toward uh, with covenant yeah. because it's, um, you know, I think it just has sometimes a romantic flavor to it or some just business understanding and doesn't have the heart of what God is, uh, when he, what he's saying in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So when he cut covenant in the Bible, you know, Noah, yeah. <laughs> all those fun rainbow co covenants, the ones we love. Uh, yeah. Uh, when he talks about covenant of marriage, it's a whole different realm than everybody else on the planet is operating in. And I think you guys would agree with that and you could expound on that, but he's not, he, this is not just a, you know, oh, well, you know, Hey, we're, we're okay. We're agreeing together. So we can kind of sort of walk together. Yeah. You know, he's saying, put your life on the line with this. Yes. Um, that, you know, you're uh, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Like we're entering into something that you don't, uh, you will not walk away from. Yeah. And I think what happens with a lot of covenant things in life and in church life is people uh, inside believe they can walk away. They believe they can mm -hmm. just, you know, they entertain that like, oh yeah, I, you know, if this doesn't really work out, you know, I can just do, you know, mm -hmm. it's okay. We'll just, we'll ch it'll be hard. Everybody will be upset. Yeah. You know, I might have to go against the contract, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, it's all right. And that I don't believe it all represents what God had in mind in his covenant because he's faithful. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, I went off on something. No, there. that's great. I think and that's, I did give you a really biblical uh, you did. example. You gave the Noah you, covenant. Yeah, there are others. Yeah. Rows and you know, I heard that. a theologian say something really cool about that one is that God put his bow in the sky, but it's aimed up at God. <laughs> and he's like, if I break this covenant, the bow's shooting at me. Oh. It's like invoking like the curse of the covenant. There's always nice. a curse and a consequence for covenant breaking and separation. And like Liz said in the Abraham one, God said, I won't take that on myself. Abraham's not going to be able to bear the curse. So my son's going to bear the curse. Even back then in Genesis 15, he's like, you guys aren't going to do this yourself, but I will take the penalty. I will give my life so mm -hmm. that we can live in relationship. And God, without that example in God, we wouldn't understand covenant at all. It would be a complete right. contractual thing, like you guys have been saying. Right. Um, what are some covenant relationships we have? Is that only marriage? No. What are the, like, would you guys want to throw out some, some thoughts you have of what, what is a covenant relationship? Like who you might be in covenant with? Would yeah. you like to go first? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, I believe there are some friendships that enter into covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something that, um, goes way beyond having things in common or enjoying doing things together. Mm -hmm. It is actually, my life is joined with yours mm -hmm. and, um, no matter what comes and no matter even where life takes us, there is, a um, a resolve that you are part of me and your success is my success, and your mm -hmm. sorrow is my sorrow, and mm -hmm. um, your family is my family, and there is a walking together yeah. that, um, you know, like when the word says that there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I mean, a brother is a pretty close yeah. relationship. It's a blood relationship, mm -hmm. but there is a friendship, I believe, on a covenantal level that actually goes closer than mm -hmm. even a family blood relationship. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And those I, yeah. are, that's a pretty um, precious thing. Yeah, David and Jonathan. Uh, yeah, David and Jonathan, mm -hmm. I was going to say, there's a perfect example of that kind of friendship. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus and us, mm -hmm. actually, from his point of view, I mean, obviously, he covenants with us on a whole lot of levels and yeah. ultimately will be covenanted in the marriage yes. of the Lamb. But he also, you know, he's like, you know, I don't call you servant, I call you 
you know, friend. Mm -hmm. And so that, I believe he's, you know, he's already covenanted with his blood yeah. and his faithfulness um, and his life and everything. Yeah. And he's looking for that from us also. Because I think a lot of times we have a hard time thinking of him as a friend mm -hmm. when, uh, you know, I think some, we can think of him a lot like a brother or God. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> pretty obvious. But a friend, yeah. you know, someone that's your, your, your friend that's yeah. covenanted with you and will, you know, they'll go, you know, they'll go to war with you and they'll go into happiness with you and, and uh, joy and true joy. Like that's a really good friend. They're not going to be jealous of your success. No, happiness. matter of fact, no. they want you to succeed more than them. Oh, because that's a whole different level of covenant. Right. And I believe, like I said, very few people have actually experienced true covenant. Mm -hmm. I think there's some that do. Uh, but it does require you mm -hmm. um, uh, allowing others to go past you and helping them, like lifting them up into that process. Um, as as you run, as you do your what you're called to do, and not hold them back in any mm -hmm. way. And that's a that's a hard part of a covenant when you think about it, because mm -hmm. most people, you know, we're kind of like we get jealous. <laughs> You know, we have those little things that God talks about. I know <laughs> us Christians, we never get jealous of each other. Yeah. We never want to be better than them. We, we never do that whole, you know, James and John thing. Who's going to be the best? <laughs> Put us on your right hand. Left. You know, um, yeah, that does happen. That's why it's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And we we have to deal with it. And But I think all of that is pointing to covenant, actually, okay. like the heart of covenant. Totally. Yeah. I think Jonathan's a great example because he gave up his yeah. whole kingdom and his inheritance uh -huh. to join with David. He's like, okay, the Lord wants you to be king. And most people don't put that together that that meant that Jonathan wouldn't be king. Mm -hmm. And he was the heir apparent. And he's like, okay, you know, my, my life for yours. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of other covenant relationships because um, there are those chosen covenants between you and your spouse or you and a friend, but there's also unchosen ones like with your kids. That's your blood. <laughs> you're going to give your life to your kids no matter what they give you in return. Like hopefully <laughs> if you're keeping that covenant. Yeah. Um, but I believe that's a, a blood, a blood relationship. That's a covenant. Um, and maybe that can help someone understand sort of what's involved here. Um, it's a total commitment of life for life, but what would make someone want to enter into a relationship like that? Why would you want to enter a relationship where you have to die? What are the advantages of this? Are there any? I'm done. What, hap no. <laughs> what happens when you make a covenant? Anything good? Anything good come out of this? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the result of a covenant <laughs> is life. A, oh. a life on all levels. And that's the thing about a covenant okay. is that it's not just a, a physical, an agreement between two mm. bodies or even two minds. It's an agreement. It's a coming together, a joining together of two spirits. And yeah. so I believe that it allows mm. for life on all levels mm -hmm. and there are places that you um step into in covenant relationship of of security of safety there's a belonging there's um a knowing and being known mm -hmm. on very deep levels um without fear of um rejection yeah and so there's a um, to to know and be known is uh is huge i think it's actually what the world is looking for they just mm -hmm. don't know how to get there Right. And it does require you um, completely losing yourself, <laughs> losing your life so that you can find it. Like that is hmm. the that's the paradox there. And, um, hmm. But the benefits of covenant relationship are um, our true relationship. Uh, I believe eternal relationship. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I also believe that yeah. there's some uh, tangible uh, benefits, if you will, of covenant that happen right now. Yeah. Uh, that actually we're designed to benefit from. Uh, that's why I think it's unfortunate when we don't enter into covenant because when you're in covenant, there's a certain amount, well, not a certain amount, there's a tremendous amount of security that happens in your soul. Mm -hmm. There is a friend, like you were saying earlier, that will stick closer than the brother. They will walk with you no matter what. Um, there is a, there are people who will care for your soul, um, even if they're disappointed with you, even if they don't like what you've done, mm -hmm. even if they're unhappy with something you've said or done, they still care about your soul 
And so that covenantal component mm-hmm. of Christian walk, and I, like I said, I, I believe that a lot of times um, the church doesn't get it all the time. Like we're about to have a water baptism mm-hmm. uh, sometime in the near future here in our church. And we believe that part of water baptism is actually covenanting with the church. Mm-hmm. It's part of the covenant. <laughs> it's covenant with him mm-hmm. and with us or else it can't be just one way, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be this horizontal covenant also. And I, I really believe that a lot of the church doesn't really get that aspect. They just think that somebody else um, going into baptism, maybe receiving a new heart through it, and uh, and you know, and getting an experience with God and all those great things. But I don't know that many people, when they see it happening, they understand that they are covenanting with them. Yeah, on a church, you know, level, on a yeah. body of Christ level, and um, that's a whole. That actually is a very high level of covenant that people, I believe people just miss. And that's mm-hmm. why I think churches that um, practice baptism for uh, other reasons, which may good, be good and, you know, you know, the scripturally accurate reasons, actually, uh, cleansings, uh, you know, all the outward signs of inward works and all that kind of good stuff. That, that's nice. That's good. It's, it has its place and it's, it's, it's not evil, but there's something deeper going on. There's some. Uh, there's that connection that Liz was talking about. That um, it's tangible and it's eternal, mm-hmm. and w- we may not see it that way in our life, but I think it's God um, giving us a glimpse of our eternal covenant with Him. We're getting it in the natural, mm-hmm. and when you experience, when your soul experiences that I'm walking with you, regardless, mm-hmm. you could fail miserably. I'm still going to walk with you. I'm going to be there and care for you. That that is an eternal thing. That's the mercy of God. That's the grace of God breaking through all our stuff and coming into our lives in in a real tangible way. Something that you experience right now, and it's not just a feeling. Mm-hmm. There may be a secure. When I say a security, there's a there's a security there, but it's not just a feeling. It's actually, yeah. it's an act. It's actually, I think, like Liz mentioned earlier, it's actually life. Yeah, and there's such a need for good teaching on that in the church that mm-hmm. you need to join yourself to your brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and they're going to join themselves to you. You're not coming just to be a spectator or receive something. This is your family. This mm-hmm. is your blood. Like right. these are your the people that are like you said. They're going to be there when you fall to help pick you up again. And a lot of times it's not articulated, you know, at least in Western Christianity. Mm-hmm. Right. But that was understood from the beginning. Peter's like, repent and be baptized and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And they added them to the church. Mm-hmm. And they were part of that right. tightly knit praying 120 mm-hmm. group of people. And they they sold everything to be part of that. <laughs> and they're like, cool, I belong here now. Yeah. Um, so that was always, it was almost like assumed in the early church, but I, I don't think it's assumed at all these days. <laughs> I think, like you said, so few people have an idea of what's required in covenant mm-hmm. and in the marriage covenant. Like I, I loved what you said earlier is that you want the person to succeed more than you. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the coolest examples of that is where Jesus said, you're going to do greater works than I will. Mm-hmm. And he wants to elevate his bride. Absolutely. Even above himself. And that's God. <laughs> so that's heavy. I mean, how can that, that apply to me as a husband? It's like, Oh shoot. You know, uh, but how do I get what's mine? You know, and it's like, right. that's always, <laughs> that always comes in. Who's going to put me first? Oh, well, Jesus already put me first, but, um, but that kind of brings me to another question and feel free to add, add more on this. Cause it's all, it's all great stuff. But um, my next question was where has covenant been tested in your guys' lives? Does anything come to mind? Like what makes it hard for you to, to stay in covenant? I yeah. I think myself, there's but. lots of challenges that come with yeah. covenant and, uh, um, the hardest thing I think is that you really, if you, if you really believe in covenant, you don't have the option to walk away. Ah. And that is, um, you know, in marriage and in, um, and in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. um, you know, fortunately for, for me with marriage, that hasn't been like a huge <laughs> uh, okay. desire is to walk away or to, yeah. to dissolve that covenant, you know, but, um, sometimes in the body of Christ, it can really be challenging. Mm-hmm. And, 
the and I see that I we see the results of this in Christianity at large where people are not committed. They're not willing to stay and work things out. They're yeah. not willing to receive um feedback and correction on what they're how what they're doing wrong or how they're impacting other people around them and then repent. And so um we see breaches all the time of relationship in the body of Christ and I get it. It's not easy. You know, I've been in uh, this church for 41 years and uh there's been a lot that's happened and a lot of times where like it would have been easy to walk away. Right. Actually. Right. But covenant, mm. understanding covenant is that that's not um, if my life is really joint, if I believe that God himself joined my life with these people and that because of my life joined with them, it's joined with him. Mm. There cannot be to separate from them is actually to separate from God. Like yeah. that's a pretty, that's a pretty deep belief um, that will keep you. Right. It will keep you. If there's really that belief mm. and understanding mm of covenant with God's people is covenant with him. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also believe yeah, that um, it's the God designed part of covenant is to test the covenant. I actually believe that's, it's built in. That's why you're tested in church. You're tested in your relationship with leadership in church. You're tested in your, in your relationship with uh, weaker members in the church, stronger members in the church. People who you think are strange. All, yeah. all well, members of the church. Everybody, wait, right? Wait, okay. um, wait, don't you have to love and like oh, everyone love, that you're in I covenant like with? Everybody, just all the like time? Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, and guess what? In your marriage, it, if it's not tested, it's not proven. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Oh, we're happily married. We never... We're soulmates. We're just soul, soulmates. God, that is such a... Sorry, I don't thing. want to start goes, you on a rabbit trail. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on that rabbit trail. I mean, you know what I think about that. That's a <laughs> yeah. that's a wicked religion. Anyway, uh, yes, maybe spirit mates. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but the um, but the truth is is that if it's not tested, then it's that covenant. What is it? Yeah. Anybody could agree to something that's never. <laughs> That has no challenge to it yeah. or no responsibility to it. You, oh, great. I'm in covenant with somebody who doesn't even know me. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, it, so to me, uh, implied in covenant relationship, especially from God's point of view, what's he going to do with us? He's going to test our covenant. He's going to test our faithfulness. He's not going to, he's not going to tempt us. Mm-hmm. Like that's the devil's job. He's, he's going to test us to see if we're going to be standing sure and standing with him. Mm-hmm. And the only way we will figure that out on earth is if there's issues that come and you deal with those issues and you don't walk away. Yeah. And that's the, that's the deal that I believe it's a worldly doctrine and concept that you can just walk away from covenant now. You don't have to work, work it out. And when you walk away from covenant, you always walk away with bitterness. Yeah. There's always that bitterness that's part of it. It, it it's, uh, You can't avoid it. It's yeah. going to be there somehow because people have hurt. They feel, you know. And so if you're going to walk away from something because there's a calling somewhere else, that's not done in bitterness, and that's not done in covenant breaking. No. I actually believe you could be called and sent in other places and be in complete covenant with the people that you just left. Yeah, absolutely. No, no change. Mm-hmm. None at all, actually, because your hearts mm-hmm. are right. Because mm-hmm. everything, yeah. you're, um, everything you've brought your heart to is correct mm-hmm. and, uh, and in line with the way God thinks. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I went off there. I'm sorry if I did that to you all. Good. All right. Yeah, we're good. Camera issue. Uh, yeah. Like, um, no, that was on us. Maybe we went early, huh? <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I think that's it. Hits on like just what test covenant for me is is always like turning a covenant into a contract, and mm. then you become a creditor because you're like, oh, I did this for them, and I should be getting this, and that, they don't know about that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all secret. You didn't read the small. No, no, this, uh, no. It's not print. in the vows of whatever covenant it was. It's not in the church bylaws. It's not in whatever. Uh, but I had some ambition, and I was loving. You know, I was like Jesus is. You know, what what would be the opposite of the golden rule? Like the charcoal rule, like the inverted of it, where it'd be like. Um, do unto others so others will do unto you <laughs> so that yes. others will do unto you. Yes. And I think you turn it into that 
uh, subconsciously and you're no longer a debtor to grace. You're a creditor towards other people. And when you walk away, like you said, you're bitter because you're owed a lot of debts that you're never going to get paid back. And if you've ever been shorted on anything, somebody didn't pay you, that really hurts and it makes you bitter. And so people are walking around with the creditor mentality because they never, like you said at the beginning, they never actually entered covenant with their heart. Their heart didn't enter the covenant. Maybe their body went in the water, right? <laughs> Maybe the ring went on their finger, right. but their heart didn't enter in to, to death. Their heart didn't actually give themselves to the other person. They were thinking, okay, this is going to fulfill my selfish ambitions. And I, I'm speaking that to myself like, oh, you know, like, yeah, if I join in covenant, I get, you know, so many benefits and it's great and life comes mm-hmm. from it and I have security and I get treated well and I finally get loved and I finally have a place. Um, but then what happens when human beings come in with flaws and or it just isn't communicated to them, you know, your expectations and they can't fulfill what they don't even know. You have a secret deal with God. That they, and the weird thing is I have a secret deal with God that these people will do something I've never told them to do right. to give me something I need. And I'm mad at God and them because it's not happening. I've always found out that when I enter <laughs> in a covenant like that, that I'm the one with the problem. Oh yeah. You <laughs> think? Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, Completely. I think I, the other thing is um, when we turn a covenant into a list, a checklist, mm-hmm. that is no longer a covenant <laughs> because <laughs> you know, with God, it's like, okay, you didn't do you didn't do this, you're out. <laughs> right? No yeah. grace, no mercy, no nothing. You're done. Or and we do that in our covenants. I do a lot of marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. I've seen marriages do the checklist. Well, I did this and mm-hmm. this and this. See, I do the laundry sure. and the food and, and they don't do Anything, 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 zero. They don't do a not, single thing. Not a single thing. <laughs> and then God, and then Jesus is like, I did everything. <laughs> you know? And so we forget where uh. covenant is supposed to be. It's, I believe covenant is more than 100% from each, end of, each individual in the covenant. Ooh. And if you think it's 50-50, you're just mistaken wrong. How but can how, it be but, more than 100%? Yes. Yeah. Oh, from the Holy Spirit. Yes. The Holy oh, Spirit. Oh, yeah. Because when you think you do exceedingly you've done abundantly. all, 100% in your mind, when you think you've done all, God will be like, uh, try this one. Or at the end of your Wait, let, huh? let me Let me let me push you a little bit further. Yeah. <laughs> because we have our ideas of what 100% and what true covenant is. And they are not. They are not full. Mine is not complete. Here I'm talking like some <laughs> genius on this subject. Mine isn't. I don't. I don't get it all. Right. Uh, I don't even like it all. <laughs> to be honest with you, but I know. I know there's more. And uh, when he when he reveals the the past hundred percent that I think I have, I better step up and accept that. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people that they go so far with God in His covenant. And then he's like, okay, I want you to do this. And they're like, whoa, now you've gone too Mm -hmm. far, God. See, that wasn't, I didn't sign up for that part of the covenant. That wasn't in the small print. Right. Yeah. That was the Elijah thing. He went really, really far for God. And he's like, I'm done now. Just kill me. It's only me. I'm the only one doing this covenant thing. You didn't ask all these other guys to do this. I've been very jealous for you. No, but it's so it's so relatable. It's so true. Yeah. Um, oh man. It's so horrible. Um what what breaks a covenant? Can anything break a covenant? Yes, Liz. Can anything break a covenant? When's the last time you broke a covenant? Oh, oh wow. yes, that was a rough one. Jeez. I'm sorry. I don't know. I know the answer to that question. I'll let you answer this mm-hmm. one. What? What am I answering? What, what breaks, breaks a covenant? What breaks a covenant? Mm-hmm. Uh, walking away from it. Yeah. Like when you believe there's no resolve and you walk away, the covenant's broken. Yeah. Because in reality, all covenants are with God mm-hmm. are designed to be kept. And the only way they're unkept is if you walk away. If you're not willing to work it out, if you're not willing to walk it out with someone in the process, um, I, I think if we have it in our soul that we will stick with our covenant uh, places that we've entered into our life, that someone else will have to walk away from it for it to be broken. 
you're going to be a whole, mm-hmm. you're going to be like way ahead of the game. Okay. Right. And uh, just like the Lord. And, and by the way, so he put away his wife. <laughs> he did. <laughs> right. Uh, you could call that a covenant breaker, mm-hmm. but actually um, that was a whole different thing because his wife already had broken covenant. Right. Countless We're talking times. about the Old Testament. Right. Yeah. Thousands of times. And mm-hmm. so he was, and he's given us even as humans that same, that yeah. same, uh, ability it doesn't mean you have to but he's and by the way look what he's done he's like i'm not only i want to restore so he has that but but he did he so the walking away has to be under uh godly conditions not our Mm -hmm. own self and that's a tough one you know because everybody's going to have their own idea of what godly conditions are here Mm -hmm. what do you think liz yeah please help us liz well i i mean if we're talking about i mean we're Obviously, the big thing that comes to mind is marriage, right? Yeah. And there's a, a, if you're giving yourself completely to someone and then you take that back and give yourself to somebody else, yeah. you've broken the covenant, mm-hmm. right? So there's, a, like Pastor Rob was saying, that other person can decide if they want to mm-hmm. if they want to try to restore and, mm-hmm. and repair that, but the, or they have the option because the covenant's already been broken mm-hmm. um, to, to just move forward with that. Yes. but. Um, there is a breaking that happens when you take what was given to one and 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 take back ownership of that and mm-hmm. give it to somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really good. Yeah. And I think you're pretty good at this stuff, yeah, huh? Yeah. You yeah, know, you know I wanted to say mm-hmm. we're talking about marriage covenant, uh, Pastor David and Liz. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a firm believer that there is actually no covenant in life that you will ever enter into that's like your marriage covenant. I believe it should be protected more than every other covenant you think you have, friends and all that stuff. Uh, that one, I, I'm going to even say this, even more than church covenant. Oh, man, I went off the deep no, end there. True. But the reason is, is if your marriage covenant isn't intact, your church covenant, your ministries, um, your walk with God, all of them are a complete jeopardy, immediate, just like that, immediately. Mm-hmm. And they... they um, they will fail, <laughs> okay? If you're the one breaking covenant, they those other things, it's like a giant domino effect because the Lord made it that way. Therefore shall a man yeah. <laughs> leave his mother be joined, the two are becoming one. And that is a major spiritual right. thing. And he's, he Jesus, like he's, he's quoting a prophecy from Adam and then, announcing it again and saying, hey, you do this because the hardness of your heart, you're asking me to give mm-hmm. you a break in your covenant. No, mm-hmm. no. And you you need to step up to it. And uh, there is a reason, like you were saying, when you, that someone intentionally breaks it. It's not a, it's not a guarantee, by the way, because I've mm-hmm. counseled people who have mm-hmm. Who have actually come back to the covenant? They've re- they've uh, repented and come back. That is a possibility, you know. And I, I mean, just I, I want to talk to if someone's yeah. listening out there about this. Is that mm-hmm. there's actually help for your marriage covenant, even yeah. if it's been broken. You will have to have faith for that. Mm-hmm. You will. You'll. Yeah. You'll. And you have to know. You have to know it's the Lord. You got to walk that out with your leadership. You cannot walk that out alone. It's not possible to walk it out alone. I'm just going to tell you because you're hurt. You're going to have a view of certain things, certain ways. Um, you can't walk out either side of it alone. You can't walk out leaving the covenant or staying in the covenant when it's been broken by, mm-hmm. let's just mm-hmm. adultery, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. You just cannot walk that out alone. You, you're, you're doomed for some form of failure when you do that um, uh, because it's so hurtful. It's, it's so broken. And I, I, like I said, I, I just want to talk to someone and maybe listening to that, but you find counsel, find you know the heart of the Lord through counsel and covering to walk that out. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the toughest things a person could ever experience in their life because it's so full rejection. It's such a, you know, someone's brought their life to something and someone's just taken their life and thrown it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I believe it can be healed but somebody, the person who was sinned against mm-hmm. will have to have faith for that and yeah, cover completely, it. Completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about Jesus' words that divorce is given because of the hardness of your heart. Mm-hmm. And I believe that sin can break any covenant, mm-hmm. unforgiven sin. 
sin creates uh, separation. If you, if I don't forgive someone's sin, we are not going to be in covenant. Mm-hmm. If I don't actually just send that away and in faith, like if I can't find a way to do that, <laughs> you, we can't walk together if we're not agreed. If there is hardness, like no, no sin can be tolerated. Like any sin can get in between a covenant relationship. If you're not willing to walk together, like you said, if you're not willing to die to yourself, if you're not willing to look at the example of Jesus, if you're not willing to give yourself, right? Um, Cause it is so like hurtful. Like you said, like mm-hmm. sin is such a destructive force and people cultivate that. Like they let it, they let it simmer, whether it's between friends, whether it's between spouses in the church, like something will sever, will, will just fester mm-hmm. and it'll drive people apart and it'll just break apart what, what God has joined unless there's a repentance and unless there's a forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And so it is a two sided thing. Like yeah. if one person wants to forgive and the other person doesn't repent, the covenant's broken. If one person wants to repent and the other person, I mean, they might forgive them, but they don't want to still walk together. That's the covenant's broken. It it has to be both sides, a melted heart. Well, I think that's, I mean, the Lord speaks a lot about keeping covenant Mm -hmm. and there Mm -hmm. is a keeping aspect. There is a guarding aspect. Mm -hmm. There's a attending to that, you know, where you're like, if you think about like you're evaluating the, your garden of your covenant and like, are there mm-hmm. weeds that are springing up? Are there yeah. things that are coming that are, that are building, um, uh, friction between you and somebody That's else good. or coming to endanger your relationship? Mm-hmm. And they're the keeping aspect is a, th- a place where we can fail really easily because it may not become, it may not be very apparent at first. It may be just the little things, you know, the little foxes spoil mm-hmm. the vine, but it's yeah. the, those little things that come in that if we don't tend to the soil of our own heart and uproot weeds and uproot uh, thorns and bitterness and things that are trying to take root in us, they will eventually mm-hmm. come to fruition. Yeah, so there, I think the keeping aspect, you know, keep my covenant, keeping covenant is mm-hmm. a, there's a guarding that has to happen. There's a guarding in our own souls and a guarding on behalf of the one that we're in covenant with mm-hmm. that we are looking out uh, for them. And like, is there something springing that we see springing up mm-hmm. in them that we need to call attention to mm-hmm. and lovingly um, confront and like, Hey, what's going on here? And, or I feel some mm-hmm. things between us or, yeah. you know, there's a, that keeping aspect I think is really, really vital. You don't just build, you know, mm-hmm. cut covenant and then that's mm-hmm. it. It's like there's a there's a guarding and attending that has to happen. Oh, yeah, I think it's like a shepherding of the covenant. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking while you were talking about um, there are there are actually global or national covenants too. Like you have Israel mm-hmm. who walked away from her God. It's interesting because he sent a covering Jesus, who at least initially it looks like a lot of them rejected him, mm-hmm. um, and he's wanting to restore. And he's that covering, like I said, that walking through the brokenness. Um, they didn't tend to what they were supposed to tend to. Mm-hmm. And so it got broken and it ended up in the divorce. We are warned in the New Testament, <laughs> you know, about that, the vine and the branches being, you know, brought mm-hmm. in and like, and warned, like, hey, what happened to the actual, <laughs> you know, vine? I mean, it could happen you know, how much those that have been grafted into this mm-hmm. thing. And um, I believe the same thing. So Jesus came and he's now the covering of the church. Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful that the covering, uh, you know, that we as the church don't let these little things mm-hmm. come up and start to spoil things, that we don't keep mm-hmm. his covenant promises, his His the law of Christ, not just the old, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Levitical law, but his law and, uh, really pay attention to those details, mm-hmm. like pay attention to those things. Cause those, like, I like that scripture, you know, the little foxes spoil mm-hmm. the light. Yeah. There's little things that can mess up a thing and it doesn't start usually big. It usually starts with something smaller and next thing, you know, it's, it's off the deep end. Mm-hmm. And we, in our, uh, national life, in a global church life, in a local church life and in individuals, all of the same principles apply to covenant. They apply the keeping, the restoration component, the uh, someone overseeing or over you know headship mm-hmm. over a covenant to to be able to keep it and to guide it back into a place of soundness and healing. Those are 
all still completely in effect. And those are God things. God made that because he knew things were going to get messy. Mm -hmm. And he knew there'd be covenant breakers. Yeah. How are we going to, where are we going to get the resources to be covenant keepers? What's going to give us the strength, the love, the persistence to keep our covenants? Like where have you guys drawn on in the past when it was, like I said, when it was tested, when there was some, some big, you know, threat that to cause division, what do you draw from so that you remain faithful when somebody else is sort of drifting? Mm. What have you guys ever had to do that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's always, it's always for me at the feet of Jesus. I, I, there's no way Mm -hmm. you can keep covenant in your own natural ability. I believe I don't, I don't actually don't think it's, possible. <laughs> I think that there, yeah, I, don't I don't think we're that good mm-hmm. to be able to keep covenant without um, the grace of the Lord and without the love of God that he says he sheds abroad in our heart because mm-hmm. we don't have the ability to love people um, perfectly, mm-hmm. uh, but he does. And so it really, uh, for so for me, it is about like going to him, finding out like what's going on in my heart. That's really important. I think to, mm-hmm. to be able to keep covenant mm-hmm. is these things like there's something there, like this person, there's something there with them. And I don't know what it is. Like, I need to figure out what this is because there's something that's endangering our relationship. And so he's so good to reveal those things in my heart first. Um, and then also, you know, that for me, um, I've walked in times of like extreme bitterness with people. And so it really is the principle of the root of bitterness and how that takes mm-hmm. hold that, um, I recognize that now and I know what it did to me at that time. And I don't want to go back to that place. Yeah. So it's like the principles of the word, um, are really <laughs> effective mm-hmm. when it comes for me to like, okay, remembering like, okay, I have to take care of this. I don't want that to develop. Mm-hmm. I need to like, I need to ask for forgiveness. I need to root this out in my own life. I need to just deal with this. I need to go to the Lord and make sure my heart is right before, um, before I attempt to have any conversations and maybe there's not even a conversation needed after the Lord deals with my heart, you know? So it's really like, it's, it's being dependent on the Lord to supply Mm -hmm. what you need to be able to keep the covenant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, (laughs) God's primary in that and the word, obviously for me personally, I thinking about, uh, times when I've gone to people, I, uh, friends, one that really is closer than a brother and that would uh, I've covenanted with to be um, uh, transparent to them mm-hmm. and open. Mm-hmm. And I've gone with things, even things of my marriage, right? Which, by the way, I, you know, we're going to be like celebrating like, I don't know, like our 47th or 46th. It's a long time. Right. Uh, and we have a wonderful marriage. My wife's a wonderful woman of God and I'm still working on me. And uh, <laughs> But so, you know, she's faithful you know, and I'm faithful also. I'm faithful to our marriage. I've never mm-hmm. done anything unfaithful for her and that. But there can be things that spring up in a marriage that are uh, that it can affect you. And mm-hmm. something was coming. I could tell it was happening, and I didn't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I brought it to my wife's attention, and she was like, "Wow, oh, what do we do? Like, you know, like where?" I, she she was surprised. Like that's mm-hmm. that's bothering you. Like you're you feel that way. And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't." I don't know. Like it just came upon me. Mm-hmm. And so I went to a friend, a counselor, yeah. you know, in our church and I, you know, someone I trust. And I said, Hey, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I want to tell you, this is what's happened. My wife knows this and you, you know, and I want you to hear it and tell me, mm-hmm. you know, I want you to seek God and give me his yeah. counsel. Okay. Now, guess what? I'm a pastor. You know, pastors never have any issues mm-hmm. and we have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. We're never right. N- nothing's ever right. We're just perfect people, all the, from go the word go. And that is such a stinking lie. <laughs> Every single pastor I know has issues. Every single pastor you ever hear about, I don't care how big your church is, how much anointing you have, you can have you can have issues with anointing. <laughs> okay, like mm-hmm. major issues that will be those the little foxes that's you know. Mm-hmm. And so I went and good brother he he sought the Lord and came back to me and gave me counsel. Mm-hmm. He said, I would do this. And I did. Yeah. I, Cause I prom I don't go for counsel unless I am going to do it. <laughs> and so I went and did that. Mm-hmm. I went back to my wife and I told her and, um, it, there was, it was a hard time for a little while. It wasn't long. It was maybe a week. 
And then there was just restoration, okay. like healing. And it was great. Now, I know that's mm -hmm. weird. You might feel funny and like, oh, wow, Pastor Bob, man, you're some stinking sinner. Welcome to the club, you all are. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's a, but it, it wasn't like a, it, all I can tell you, it wasn't like some wicked sin, <laughs> but whatsoever is not a faith is sin. And this was yeah. definitely in that realm and definitely had things uh, that would affect ultimately our covenant. Not that I would go away and mm -hmm. you know leave our marriage or anything like that, but I knew it was affecting our uh, closeness and where God was drawing us to. So I can speak from forty plus years of marriage to right. say, when you get when you're married and it's a long time like that, there can be such a closeness, a knitting. <laughs> of your souls that happens. Now, I know we all experience in different levels. You know, you've been married now, I don't know, less than 10 years, and yeah. you've been married, I don't know, 30, <laughs> some, I don't know, 20? 20, 20, 20, some. Three. 23. So I've been married more than twice yours, and, you know, so it just makes me an expert on everything, right? Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't. But I'm telling you, I'm giving you, um, I'm giving people out there hearing this too, a vision toward what it can grow into. It can grow into such a, uh, security in in mm -hmm. in the covenant and uh, mm -hmm. uh, a love that goes like way deeper and a care for someone else and being cared for yeah and it's such a great thing in marriage <laughs> like it's like yeah. and, and you know yeah. and those that thing I think would have disrupted it to be very honest with you I think mm -hmm. it was is going to disrupt it in the long run and I and it was is horrible to me when I for, when it came to my mm -hmm. uh, attention. Well, it, you know, it took a little to go and go, ah, hey, brother, I, this is it, man. And what do you think? And them going, yeah, I'll, I'll pray. Mm -hmm. I'll seek God. And that's that's a man of God that sticks closer than a brother. Yeah, that's that's a friend. And that's somebody you can care about, uh, care for you, let care for you and trust. And I'm in covenant with this man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's the other thing. That covenant. Sure. By the way, that covenant got really stronger after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to just tell you, it just it grew yeah. exponentially. I, I'm sorry if I no, no, bummed yeah. you guys out in that process. No, thank you. You probably I thought I was perfect, huh? Yes, we were yes. under that delusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now all, our, all our hopes are all dashed. All our hopes are gone. <laughs> you might as well leave Jesus because there's no hope. If, oh, <laughs> um, no, I think that, thanks for sharing that. I mean, there's a couple of great things and you know, I, I was drawing from you guys and uh -huh. um, I love like what, what you said about um, our covenant with God really sustains all yeah. our other covenants because he yeah. is so faithful. And, mm -hmm. um, and what you said is our other covenants with people. So like if all you have is one covenant with one human being, that's called codependency. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have a, you know, a covenant with God and a lot of other covenant relationships and a covenant with, you know, a spouse or somebody else and any of any of those covenants have problems, your other covenants pour into that. Yeah. You know, cuz it says in Malachi that um, he made the two one with a portion of the spirit in their union. And the Holy Spirit is the glue in these covenants. He's in every covenant. And like Liz was saying, you cannot even have a covenant without God. It's just a contract. And God's the one that gives you the grace and the power mm -hmm. to stick with it. And there's, you know, for me, like sticking with tough, um, tough relationships or interactions with people um, <clears throat> has always begun with my covenant with God mm -hmm. and just having to, having to come face to face with Jesus and, and even then start interceding for that person. I mean, to me, like if I can commit myself to diligently pray for someone, I'll grow in covenant with them. It doesn't matter what they did. Like I might not, <laughs> I mean, that's an incredible healing power of prayer, like to actually let the Holy Spirit lead you to see someone with his eyes and commit to pray for their good and to pray what the Lord leads you to pray over them. Um, the Lord will do things. I, I've had conversations with people I never thought I'd have. I've seen people change um, you know, and want to be in friendship, want to be in a relationship that I was like, I'll never get along with this person. This mm -hmm. person's an idiot. This person's <laughs> a jerk. You know, this person's hindering my calling or whatever. And it's like, when you actually like step aside and you're like, was that me? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was, no, it was another bald guy with glasses. It was, um, it was prophet Jeff from the church. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, poor Jeff. He, he kind of looks like you. Jeff but, um, Smith. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I hope you guys understand what I'm saying on that. It's just, and I'm sure you've done the same of just like coming to the Lord and letting his covenant mm -hmm. 
be that, the rock for you. Because mm-hmm. every other covenant's like, it's a two-sided covenant where it's like, yeah, I kind of need their participation to walk forward to some degree. I need them to answer my phone call for us to be in a relationship <laughs> at some point. Mm-hmm. With God, he's going to stay committed even if I'm running away the opposite. He's, he has a totally one-sided commitment. Yeah, I need to respond, and I'm going to respond because of his grace. But what I do can never sever. Hmm. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. And it's like when you actually remember that and what he sacrificed to bring us in covenant with him, hmm. I think that's what gives me the, the resources to die to myself and be like, okay, I'm still in it with these people because he's still in it with me. I know I don't deserve that. you know. Um, and I think that's what we have to draw on. If that's not true, then you're just a martyr. You're just sacrificing yourself for no reason and you might as well get out and get what's yours while the getting's good. But Ouch. there's, but I'm serious. Like you have to really deal with it. Like there's a real God who really did that for you yeah. and he's really going to give you his power and his love to walk in these relationships. And you got to go after that. And if you just sit back and you're like, how come God's not helping me with this person? Like you actually need to seek him and go after him. So I, I'm kind of like going off on that. But some people are like, how come God doesn't, how come God doesn't heal? How come I don't have these amazing relationships? How, well, well, you have to go to the mat and pray. Like you have to actually seek the Lord in covenant and then do some hard stuff to create peace and to create bridges. And that's how it happens, right? It's not like a passive thing. So nothing about covenant is passive. It's uh, always a sword falling. It's always blood being sp- sprayed around. You, just, you don't just sign the contract and walk away and everything's done. Huh? No, it's no. A, no, it's not a contract, right? <laughs> right. Um, well, I think we kind of only just scratched the surface of this, but is there anything you guys want to end with? I mean, we have a couple of minutes, but um, anything else in your heart? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's a big, it's a yeah. big, uh, <laughs> t- you know, uh, topic to deal with. Um, but it's a topic of the heart. Uh, no, you know, if you don't keep covenant in your heart, you're never going to keep covenant. Mm-hmm. It's just that. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, let me just, uh, let me just pray for us. Yeah. We'll be out. Um, but father God, we thank you for your undying commitment to us. We thank you that we belong to you and you belong to us. You are our God and we are your people. Father, I pray that you would give every listener right now the power in the Holy Spirit to keep covenant with you, to be strengthened by your Holy Spirit, and to love others with a sacrificial love so that they can maintain covenant in their families, in their marriages, in their churches, in their friendships. I pray, Lord, that you would renew our commitment to you and to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.